been listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network, GarbageHillNetwork.com. Hello, boys. Come with me on a little adventure. Ladies, ready for the weekend of your life? excited about this weekend's camping trip. Tonight, we will be exploring the dark forest. I can't go on the camping trip. Shut up. Don't tell her to shut up. I just want to go away with my friends. You gotta be careful out there. Do you think there's monsters in the woods? got lost in the woods as a kid. We're just gonna scare them, right? Yes. They aren't always who you think they are, you know? How come I don't get any service out here? Hi. Did you hear that? Hello? Hey, who's out there? You're revealing your deep, dark secret? Hello? Thought you were in this with me. I'm here, ain't I? Sam and I'm in the what the, the bowels of some old building in the exchange. Zellcoach Studios. I like that. I like the I like the vibe in here. It's, uh, it's kind of I couldn't buy when I came up the building. It's just just a nondescript sort of a old typical old timey exchange building. Yeah, 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 definitely. And you guys are right in the basement here. Right in the so basement corner. It's a good vibe. Um, but you have a, you you guys have a movie called Dark Forest, which I saw the other night. I loved it. It was great. Um, I'm you know as people who listen to this show know, we usually talk to local musicians talk to them about their work, but uh, it's nice to kind of change the subject for a bit and talk about movies, and uh, I feel like what you guys are doing is probably very similar to what a lot of musicians are doing in the sense of, uh, I mean, I'm sure you can answer some questions about it, but I imagine it has a very kind of DIY element to it and a very independent and kind of, you know, that that sort of vibe, which we talk about a lot with, with bands and, and things like that, so uh, I'm hoping that there'll be some, some kind of common ground between the, the typical people we talked to on the show and what you guys do. So uh, before we get started with any questions, though, I think the best way to do it is maybe to just have both of you introduce yourselves, explain what your role with the creation of the movie is, and then we'll go from there. All right. My name is Roger. I'm the writer and director of Dark Forest and also one of the uh, producers. Okay. Uh, my name is Dennis Scullard. I'm an uh, actor in the film. Okay, cool. And uh, so at, the, at this point, I mean, the, the film's out. It's it's been playing in the uh, the town eight. Is that where you? Yeah, we had it. Uh, luckily, we had it three weeks held over, and right now we're just prepping for our VOD release, October twenty third. Cool. Okay, and we'll, we'll remind people about that at the end of the show too. But uh, so I mean, as someone who doesn't have any real, well, any you know, experience in in making movies at all, I mean. How do you get from an idea to actually having it in the theater? Because that's, I mean, a lot of people make things, they put them on YouTube, they put them on, you know, online, they sell them, you know, direct to, to video, but actually having something playing 
people can just go down there and watch it. I mean, I'm sure it's a massively long process, but I mean, if you can kind of... Script to screen. Script yeah. To, so yeah. Um, you come up with the idea. I think me and my partner, uh, David, my producing partner, David, came up with the premise of the story. And then from there, I wrote the script. And then from the script, you, uh, we kind of went through it, kind of figured things out. Yeah. I've made some films before, um, short films. So we kind of just... Uh, tackling a feature film was a huge... Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, accomplishment in the sense we finish it. Um, from there, you need to get your actor. Well, get your actors and then get your crew and then um, get your location. Yeah. And then just push through, um, you know, um, your equipment, cast, crew. Once you have all that, kind of make it, make the plan and then go through it. And hopefully the actors can bring what, what, right, what's what, required. What yeah. you want to out of the, the idea, yeah. right? Yeah. We had a casting call. I think we had over like 70 people come through for all the roles. And uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. My first time going through a big casting process like that. So, but it was fun. It was you had a lot of like very talented actors all yeah. in Winnipeg. So that's really good. So I don't know how the acting world is. Uh, Dennis, you want to tell us? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, I find it a lot like writing a song. I mean, okay. each okay. person's got to put in their instrumental piece to it, and right. you know, hope it all falls together. And, and yeah, if you're lucky. Uh, End up with a number one hit. Right, and the whole the whole piece is not going to work out if someone is, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, and then, and so, I mean, do you want to maybe summarize the movie? I mean, it's, it's a horror movie. It's got uh, a pretty decent body count. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so it's, um, I guess, to summarize it, I, I put a, the tagline was uh, one weekend, how did I put it? Four women, one madman, one weekend, let the killing begin. I think that's what I put it. It's about these. Uh, it's a base. The premise of the story is one of the girls leaves her boyfriend and he goes crazy and goes after her while they're on a camping trip and he right. kill, pretty much kills anyone who gets in his way. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> is that, how many, many actually is it? I think I was, I was starting to count while I was watching this. So many, eight, maybe seven or eight I people get killed. Go, quite I, a few. Uh, yes, I actually kill eight people <laughs> in total. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Was there? Um, but it doesn't. It doesn't include no spoilers here. But, yeah, yeah. Of course uh, not. We don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> we won't spoil anything. <laughs> I, rec oh. I recommend you watch it. I yeah, well, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, making a movie like this, uh, obviously, it's very Winnipeg centric. I mean, everything, everything about it, from just like the. I mean, the actors are local. You can tell by the, the accents and everything, right? But I mean, even there's like a Jets license plate at one point of the car, and like this, this, the scenery and stuff. Um, like, was that intentional, or is that just because you're here and because the actors are from here? That's just kind of how what, what came out. I mean, well, we, with the uh, license plate, I think you would have someone, uh, a, uh, a props person, make you a fake license plate. Right, right, right. right, right. <laughs> At the time when you have three people on your on your crew, that. Uh, you know, things like that kind of get overlooked. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, we were thinking about it, but it was, you know, we didn't have, uh, I guess, the proper tools to kind of take it off when we noticed. And it kind of adds to it, though. It makes yeah, it seem so, very, very Winnipeg. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think there was a lot, like, uh, very Canadian-centric, I think, yeah. as you can say, as well. Yeah. Because there was also, like, one of the one of the chairs they sit on. Like, the uh, Canada flag chair. Canada flag yeah, chair. Yeah, and yeah. you wouldn't see that in a, in a horror film that was meant to be, like, you know, this in, takes place in the States. So. Yeah. Well, and that was just a mistake. I mean... <laughs> Well, I shouldn't say mistake. I mean, it was just, we looked at it, and then we kind of just shrugged and said, yeah, okay, whatever. We got this. Let's, let's just keep moving. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. I, I like during the you, you, during the screenings, you could hear people, see people, oh, that's Kelowna Park. That's yeah, 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 yeah. That's the witch's hut right there. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that gives, like, an extra element of enjoyment for people from here? Like, there's a recognizing it, the, the it scenes? Really, or... It really does. I, I mean, I like going to films that, some, that you know, where we're shot to, and you look for in sure, the background yeah. to see, like, where, if, like, there was one one film a couple, I think it last year I watched, 
and it was supposed to take place in Toronto, but as soon as they, you know, you started recognizing yeah. these locations, yeah. you're like, that's not yeah. Toronto, that's down the street from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know how you feel about it. Oh, yeah, I find it the same. But I, I enjoy, like, I, I enjoy watching the productions that were done here because of that aspect. It's, like, I know that place, or, you know, I've been there, and I know that guy in the background. There. Yeah, even so the big Hollywood ones, right, when yeah. they bring in, yeah, famous actors, and stuff, yeah, you say, hey, that guy's walking down the yeah. street, down two blocks away from you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's fun to recognize people you know. I yeah. think when you know it was shot here, it just kind of, it's kind of, you play that game where it's like, let's how many people we can recognize right, right. who yeah. are in this Extras film. or whatever, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much yeah. are, are it's ourselves, who are sometimes extras, we yeah. see ourselves in the background. Yeah. I've actually had a couple of times somebody I've just once met met the one time as an extra on something and we'll be walking down the street and just a friendly nod. Yeah, know, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a little camaraderie, but I mean, you know. No, and that's cool. Like, um, uh, there was a one that was shot here. Actually, Dennis was another horror film. But uh, were, you, were you... Uh, Joyride 3 yes. was filmed here and Faces okay. in the Crowd. There you go. I, I, recognize, I recognize you from Faces in the Crowd. Hey, good job. <laughs> like this is before you worked together? <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I get your autograph? <laughs> <laughs> so is, the, like, I mean, the uh, the type of movie it is, uh, obviously there's a lot of movies, like, you know, especially dating back to the 80s and stuff, where that's kind of like, the, you know, people are camping and then some psycho comes up and just killing everybody. And I, I kind of, like, is there sort of a vibe of... Um, can you know like lately poking fun of that sort of genre and, and doing your own your own take on it or was that sort of definitely part of it? I think this, if you like when you watch a film it's very heavily influenced by like the the slasher films from like the yeah, late seventy yeah. after Halloween all the slasher film the yeah. slasher film boom well there's and, tons of them right there's and like, I, yeah. I think a lot of that it was kind of funny we're we're so influenced that um you know for example there's a scene in the movie where. The, there are a couple making out and they get their car stolen by you know by the bad guy yeah. And uh, that whole scene kind of played out like uh, like a, sl- a, f- a scene from another movie. And I had actually seen it after we made the film, after it was in the theater. Yeah. I'd watched this slasher film from, um, yeah, the 80s. I kind of, He Knows You're Alone, I think that's what it was okay. called. And the very first scene was, it was this couple in a car like, hey, what is that? Go, yeah. go look, go see what's out there. And it was totally like, that. it's such a trope that yeah, you yeah. Know, it transcends just everyday, I guess, I don't know if you're into it, everyday knowledge. Is that how you say it? Like just... It's so well known that you just kind of know the tropes. Right, of, but you don't know where it's from. Films. You just know it's a thing that happens. In all yeah, these and it happens yeah. in these slasher films. Yeah. Or, or he's in the background, then he disappears. There's, a, there's that scene where, yeah. like, hey, who's out there? You yeah, know, like, and then you see him pop up. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. Like, you see those yeah. things, like, and it was just all these, um, yeah, all, all these like tropes we try to put in there. Like, yeah, try to put as many as you can. Like, try to some winks and yeah, you know, some, some for people tropes. who are yeah, kind exactly. of already into that stuff. Yeah. Who kind of get that right? I mean. And back then, you could take, um, I guess for them, it was really low budget that you can just make a film over over the course of a few weeks and throw it into theaters. Back then, it was a lot easier. Now, it's a lot more difficult. Yeah, yeah, How do you feel about all that, Dennis? No, it's it's pretty much on par, yeah. Well, what I was going to ask... Right. Exactly. Good job. Good answer. What I was going to ask about that, though, is, I mean, like, because, you know, you're doing a, a movie with a lot of, uh, a lot of blood and uh, a lot of oh, gore yes. and everything like that, I mean, it almost... I don't know if this is true or not, but it, it seems to me that, like, it, it, there's kind of two ways you can go with that stuff. You can do their super, super glossy, you know, crazy special effects way, or equally enjoyable is the kind of doing it on the cheap sort of... Uh, and a lot of movies kind of have that. They have, you know, incredible amounts of blood and, and stabbings and whatever. And, and, but it, and it's done kind of, like, on a budget, but it still looks cool. Like, is that kind of what you were going for? It's like, you know, make it as... Oh, I, I think the, the first time we... we um... Because there were four girls, the four girls originally. We shot over the course of two, basically two summers. Okay. Um, probably about fifteen days in total, uh, total production shooting days. 
Um, <clears throat> now where was I going with this? <laughs> but uh, the reason I said it is, is because after, so, you know, after we did all that, um, prior to when we started, I didn't want to make it very as bloody. Okay. I want to make it more like uh, thrilling. Like psychological but, kind of? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then we see this, we don't see as much blood as we do. But right. as we went along, I kind of, you kind of, and for me, this is my, just to, for, for the record, this is my very first feature film. Right. And, uh, you know, in a way, we're learning along the way. Um, for any filmmakers out there, I would recommend making a feature film because it's a great uh, film school. You learn a lot. Yeah, I guess on the job, um, yeah, you pick it up. Yeah, you learn a lot and you meet some great people and (laughs) it can go pretty far. You learn a lot. That's all I can say. I'll say it again. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But uh, when we came to a point where it wasn't as bloody as it should be and then finally kind of just threw those, you know, these rules that that I made for myself to not make it as bloody, uh, I threw those out the window just like, you know, (laughs) whatever. Let's just make it as bloody as we can, you know, whatever we can afford, so... You know, uh, oh yeah, I mean, it works. I think that's like an aesthetic that people kind of like. It's not 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 not, not that it's cheap, but that it's like, you know, a lot of a lot of gore, but not necessarily the like super high high tech version of it. I think it goes goes in on par with your type of movie. Like you're yeah, you're gonna go either with that um, the kind of quiet killer that isn't gonna be coated in blood versus. Peter. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and uh, just to interject, red lipstick does not taste good nope. at all. Nope. No, no, that's, that was our first mixture of blood, and oh, yeah? it tasted nasty. I think our first bloody scene was uh, we were heading out to the farm, and uh, we were looking around. Hey, we, we should get some blood, and we're looking around like, I, what? <laughs> we, don't, we don't have any. Blood. Look, we have any blood? <laughs> yeah, what yeah. can we use? So I think I raided my kitchen. I think uh, Crystal, one of our, yeah. our AD, who helped out um, on the crew. Came yep. up with lipstick, I guess, and, yep. and things like that. Yeah, so they, they kind of took care of that. Again, having a good team who can kind of think like that. Yeah. And also, um, a lot of the effects, you know, were, were were Craig, my partner, producing partner, and editor Craig. Okay. He was able to kind of come up with some stuff, some scenes that uh, that were really really good. I mean, put out there with uh, with after using After Effects. He's a, okay. He's a professional After Effects editor. Cool, so, cool. Yeah, so that really helped a lot. Yeah, it would definitely. Um, for I do have more things to ask you about this movie, but for people who haven't heard the show before, even though we're not talking to musicians this week, the way it works is we have a randomly generated theme word. So I just press a button on the computer, it shoots a word out at us, and with that word we select uh, songs that we can make a connection in any way, shape, or form. So the word that we got this week is bubble, which maybe isn't the best word to go with a horror movie. But um, we had one that was nutrition, and it was like a metal band. So it really like, it's just completely random. And sometimes the words are good, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they come, you know, sometimes they can come up with really good ideas. Sometimes you have to pretty much grasp the straws. Uh, I don't know what you guys thought about that. Like, did you have any song, a song you wanted to pick to start off with? Oh man, the first song that comes to my mind is, uh, for some reason, Hey DJ, spin that wheel. But yeah, Kid K. Is okay, that, is that uh, from the Turtles? <laughs> from the Turtle movie? Okay, yeah, I yeah, have yeah. no idea where that came to my mind. How, so, how do you connect it to Bubble? Is there is there a connection? I, just like I, I think it was just uh, you said Bubble, and yeah. I started thinking of a song, and I started thinking about Ninja Turtles for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, it's fair. I don't it's no, no wrong answers. Okay, cool. Well, let's let's check that out, and we'll be back. Hit him with this. is all right when your DJ plays the K you will listen to what the kid has to say cause you know it's too damn straight can't wait gotta get on down before it's too late and even if so it would be my friend just tell him to play it again see once it starts to beat your eardrum it goes way up to your head bounces down to your belly and back if you hunger you'll be fed it's all 
individual. This reaction is typical. Somehow you get to catch up with that beat. Snap their fingers, stop your feet. For real, legit, you feel it. I'm talking about the real deal. I'ma make you feel. Yo, DJ, spin that wheel. Spin that wheel. Spin that wheel. I'ma make you feel. Yo, DJ. back that was uh from the ninja turtle soundtrack <laughs> it's an interesting choice for bubble but the uh, true ninja turtle right the real movie. one yeah, the yeah, real yeah. ninja turtle yeah. movie i haven't seen the new one but i, I kind of have avoided seeing it because it looks kind of horrifying like <clears throat> just ruin, it's gonna ruin your childhood when you see the new one yeah is, is, it, is it that bad well you know what the kids a lot of the young people coming up who see the new ninja turtles will really love it yeah i think for us who yeah because they don't see, have the old one to compare yeah, to who right? grew up on the old one yeah. will be like you know, yeah. we're like, wow, we just we can't get into that. Yeah. Secret of the Ooze, nothing beats number two. Tokar Razar. <laughs> is that the one that had the vanilla ice wrap, or was that the yeah. first one? That was the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were supposed to have Rocksteady and Bebop in the second one. They changed they it. turned it. To oh yeah, Tokar right. And Razar. right, 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 right. Yeah. 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 yeah, I don't think it's. I think it was a rights issue, but I could be completely wrong on that. So don't. Let's call up. I don't think anyone cares. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, up, uh, who's the director? Let's call him up. Yeah, yeah. We'll ask him what happened. As long as I had Casey Jones, I was a, I was a big Casey yeah, Jones Yeah, Casey fan. Jones was cool, yeah. yeah, yeah. Casey Jones was the, was the man. Yeah. So much so that I almost thought about becoming a vigilante. Yeah, just, just based yeah, on that. Of course, the, I was like 13, but, yeah. you know, I don't know if that would happen. Well, I remember hearing at the time, and this is probably one of those urban legends, but that some kids went down into the sewer after the first one came out and, like, died because they went to actually find the Ninja Turtles. 
Like they took it as like a, a real. I heard that they were like these. Yeah. But I don't know if that's like it may just be one of those stories, you know, like urban myth. Yeah, don't don't let your kids go into the sewer to find the Ninja Turtles. So yeah, okay. some kids looked into a sewer that it blew up until like these kids went into yeah, the sewer yeah. and got lost, and then they, they turned it into Ninjas. <laughs> I sadly wouldn't uh, wouldn't uh, it wouldn't shock me. No, if it actually did happen. No, no, yeah. probably did. <laughs> I'd say I kind of like the idea that it just it did. <laughs> just too bad. But we're not talking about Ninja Turtles. We're talking about your movie, which is Dark Forest. And um, one of the things that struck me about the movie—no uh, Ninja Turtles, sorry. no Ninja Turtles in the movie, no. But the music was really cool in the movie. I, I felt like it was uh, it really kind of set the tone of, of it. I mean, it was at certain points really loud too, which I think worked. Like especially when you were, you know, kind of becoming uh, slightly more evil. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Uh, yeah uh, because you had a song in there, Dennis. Yes, I did. Um, so let's talk about Dennis. Yeah, but before, let me give a shout out really quick to uh, uh, Maison Scene and uh, okay. French Press. Had the yeah, they're on, the, on the soundtrack. Song, and, yeah. and Lightning Cloud gave us some some songs. So yeah, that's was, cool to have uh, local. Yeah. local yeah, Lightning Cloud is uh, from LA. A couple, some of my friends from LA and French Press Chantel. Yeah, she's local. Yeah. She's local, and you know she's you know getting up there with her music. And yeah. Maison Scene is is I think coming out with their second album. Yeah. So yeah. Thank, big thanks to those guys in the Pipe and Hat guys. So thank you guys. If you're yeah, listening. that's really cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. We oh, all appreciate it. Yeah. So, sorry. Go ahead. So Dennis had a song. In I was just more talking about the electronic stuff. Though there was this some kind of really really heavy electronic stuff that really was sort of menacing and like, at times like it was it, the volume was piped way up and it, I think it really kind of you know added the sense of dread or whatever in, in the movie. Where, where did that come from? That stuff. I think that came from uh, well, our editor had a has had a musician friend who. who Donated music, and you also had some. Uh, tell, maybe talk about your song. It had some. Did it have some of that? In there? <laughs> uh, but yeah, as you were the the techno thing, I find that what that was really kind of a flashback to the eighties. Yeah, it really. Yeah, a lot of those movies have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I mean? Well, let's let's bring over my editor. He's actually in the next room, and I'll, I'll call him sure, over. Sure. Hey, Craig. <laughs> Want to come and talk about music for a second? He literally is in the next room. Yeah, I'm just, I, I, was, I picked up my phone and I yelled at him. <laughs> Called him over. But yeah, it did, it did remind me of a lot of 80s sort of horror movies too, you know? It was, so uh, Craig has a musician friend, and he's I guess he did, um, outside of Dennis's song, I think a lot of the techni techno, techno music you were asking. Yeah, uh, yeah the electronics. Like, this gentleman can talk about it. Yeah, I guess he knows it. it's his friend here. Dennis didn't make a techno song. Well, he made his song is what I was going to point out. No, Dennis didn't. Yeah, I was asking them about the uh, yeah, kind of so. more electronic stuff. I felt it really kind of uh, set the tone. It was very dark and kind of built as as his character got more oh, yeah. more evil. So just, I'm, I'm Craig DeBosch, by the way. Right, we should have. <laughs> I edited and uh, DOP'd, shot the film. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, there's a local band called uh, The Will to Power. Okay. And that's James... Hoffer is the guy okay. who uh, did the score for the film, and uh, most of the tracks that are featured in the film is his music. Cool. And was that written specifically for the film, or was that something he already had? Like, a bit you... of both. Okay. Um, half and half, maybe, I'd say. So. And what's the, uh, I mean, for the stuff that was written for the film, what's the process for that? Like, does he come in and actually watch the footage and then go back and write something, or how, how does that work? Um, for this, he, uh, he would take edited scenes, okay. and then he would score to them. So, yeah. And, like, I mean, what kind of input, I mean, the, the, the actual movie makers have on, 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 this, on the audio? Is that kind of, do you leave it up to the guy who's doing the score, or do you have kind of suggestions as to, you know, we want this scene to have this kind of a, a tone to it, or, or how does that... Uh... 
think we just said um, what Craig was. We, you know, we talked about John Carpenter, and we liked a lot of his stuff. Okay. Okay. So I think and then Craig talked to him, and Craig was got the you know talk dealing with him mostly. And then well, I, I would so. I would uh, tell him um, the feeling of the scene and what it should be. Okay. Um, for instance, um, the scene where Emily is leaving. Um, there's kind of like um, I told the composer you score that as though she's preparing to kill the guy in the other room. Okay. So if you watch the film, there's it kind of feels like uh, she's preparing to kill her boyfriend. Right. She leaves. Well, I'm ruining it, but she leaves eventually. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I just told him uh, types of feelings like that, and then he would come up with stuff. So okay. And was there? I mean, did you have to go through a lot of different? Versions of that, or I mean, did he get it pretty dead on for for what he wanted? Or? Sometimes uh, I would say about two or three versions. Yeah, some of them he got was dead on with it. Uh, the scene in the barn, uh, which I like to call the birth of a legend scene, is <laughs> <laughs> uh, the scene where uh, uh, the killer in the film gets his first meet. I yeah. guess uh, I, I he got that like first try. Oh yeah, yeah. So and it was one of the first scenes he composed, and yeah. So. At what point in the process does that happen? I mean, the, the actual music scoring, like, have you already finished the rest of the, has everything been shot already at that point, or is it just scene by scene, or? Yeah, we shoot it, and then, you know, in the editing process, that's where it Okay, through. okay, that makes so, sense, yeah. 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 I would say as close to a uh, finished cut as possible. Yeah. So, yeah. Does that change anything with the editing? I mean, does, like, if you have a certain sound that really, really fits with a, a scene, does that make any difference to kind of how it's structured, or is that already pretty much set in stone? Uh, you try not to move scenes around. Um, I would say there's some scenes uh, that there's additions or, or subtractions, and I just try to cut the music uh, to fit the scene. Okay. So. Okay. Is uh, I mean because you have a lot of local artists on there and stuff. Is there? I mean, is that music coming out anywhere? Are you guys doing a soundtrack or anything like that? I don't know. I mean, oh, uh, is for, there interest for the in local there? musicians? Um, Dennis, are you have an album coming out or music? Coming out? Uh, not anytime. No, so but just in terms of the music. Oh, right? I was going to say, where can we find your music, Dennis? <laughs> in terms of the music from the movie, though, I mean, is there? Is we, haven't, that... we haven't talked about that. That's a whole other. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other challenge. Um, the fact that they all donated their music for the yeah. uh, movie was a great victory for I think for independent film. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally. <laughs> but uh, like I said, I think Fr I think French Press has an album coming out in the next. If it's not out now, yeah, I think it's the then, fall. I think we're actually going to have her on the show in a few yeah, weeks. Yeah, so. and Maison Scene will have a new album. So uh, Lightning Cloud, I think, has just finished their album. Okay. So they, I think their stuff is available on iTunes. I don't know about James Hoffer. Does he do? Um, I believe James Hoffer's music is available. Much of the. Uh, tracks from his albums are available on okay. he has a band camp okay. and uh, I do believe the original tracks that he scored for the film are available okay so cool okay. well yeah I mean people should definitely check that out I think it really uh, we'll leave links on the website well what I was going to say actually is I mean I know that the way this show is usually structured is we have uh, you know we do the interview parts and we talk about songs that are related to a theme word but why don't we just play some songs from the movie for the rest of the show in between the talking bits and we'll just kind of tie it in even more to the unless you guys are you know really really keen did, on uh, did doing bubble songs a, here. Did, but, uh, did you have a song about bubble? <laughs> uh, Baby got back is the only song that popped into my It's a pretty good yeah. idea. But I mean, what do you think about that? You guys cool with that? Like just uh, throw into some songs from the actual movie, maybe uh, give people an idea of what the. Sure, I'm fine with that. Sure. These guys are fine with that. Cool. Okay. Well, let's uh, yeah, let's uh, play one of the tracks from the from the film, and uh, we'll be back. 
That was that was Mizosen from from the movie from the, the, the summer. Yes. Yeah, very cool. And that was what what scene was that in the movie? What was happening? Uh, uh, that was the <laughs> scene with the four girls driving around Kildon and Plark. So that's Plark before Plark. before the murder spree happens. So yes, yeah, yeah. When was, happier times. When yeah. Everything was still joy free. Yeah, yeah. happy <laughs> and carefree. Yeah. So I, well, it was supposed to be like they're going towards camping, but you know, for people who are watching from Winnipeg, will recognize. Yeah, there's a few like, things there. I was like, oh, I've seen that before. That yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, <laughs> kind of what we were talking about before, right? You, you spot the landmarks, yeah. Before the big murder spree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So speaking of the murder spree, <laughs> um, how did you feel about that? Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, I mean, how do you, as an actor, how do you? I mean, I'm not an actor, obviously, and I, I'm not involved in movie making, so I don't know how this works. But I mean, how do you get into that role? I mean, you, you seem like a relatively, uh, you know, friendly guy right now, and but you know, in that movie, you're a maniac. <laughs> like, <laughs> a little bit. Well, how do, how do you prepare for killing? Handful of people. <laughs> uh, ultimately, my dream role would be Carnage in a Spider-Man movie. Okay, yeah. Um, but so to that degree, I use a bit of that, and the other half is you go through life and you get you get a pile of shit. Yeah. And yeah, your choice through life is absorb it and use it at some point uh, creatively, uh, constructively, or, you know, you explode and end up in prison. And, <laughs> yeah, I just, I've done the uh, the former, and uh, yeah, I just, there was a couple times where I had to, when we were filming some of the campfire scenes where I had to walk away from set and I needed, you know, some time to just to myself and kind of get back from that place and yeah. Uh, so yeah it's it's a challenge it's lots of fun though lots of fun had you played that type of evil character before yeah <laughs> <laughs> i seem to get cast as <laughs> special agent uh police officer or raving lunatic yeah that's, yeah well it's not typecast you got three choices right I'm <laughs> not, so far yeah. i'm not complaining well what is it about well, what, what is it about him that you guys like i mean how, why did he get the part? What's uh, what oh, makes him oh, seem like a mass murderer? He knew me beforehand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. I, uh, Dennis auditioned like everyone else. Yeah, yeah. And he was the strongest for the what I was thinking about the character. I mean, that's that that's, was. Yeah. Th that's not to say anything bad about it. You know, the other actors who oh, auditioned. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, Dennis just kind of read it and had a more intensity than he brought more intensity. Okay. And and that was beneficial. I think he really showed up on the movie. I think his performance. <clears throat> should get a lot of accolades from a lot of people and a lot of people are very impressed with how he you know he performed yeah uh, yeah. I mean as a as a viewer of the movie I mean you seemed like a nut job like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those put your hand in your face whenever my music starts up and I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. to go on screen yeah. yeah very uncomfortable to watch what kind of uh, what kind of reception have you had about that role people seem to really like it um I've Gotten a uh, couple really nice compliments at the screenings. Um, as weird as it is hearing you play an awesome psychopath is, is a compliment. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so far so good. Cool. Okay. So as far as screenings go too, like I mean, how? Uh, where have you shown this? I mean, I, I know you had the town eight, but like, uh, where people where have people seen it? I mean, has it been playing there? Have you had any other events that it's play, been played at, or is it just? Uh, we screened it uh, last year, kind of like an early version at the Comic Con. Winnipeg, oh, cool! Okay. Winnipeg Comic Con. Uh, Seems like a good. We didn't have a huge like a well, not a huge. I mean, we didn't advertise for it like I have a huge advertisement for it. Um, so people who attended the Comic Con got to see it, an early version. And we started play. Uh, we played Regina, 
Okay. At, at fan their Expo. Yeah, their Fan Expo. Yeah. We played there. We had a good turnout. Uh, that was a good experience. On a side note to that, the first day of the Fan Expo, a woman walks up wearing her Dark Forest t-shirt to <laughs> buy more shirts for her family. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, they were there from last year. Craig was probably yeah. talking. I was kind of sick that day. I wasn't... You remember when yeah, that? some people came by and visited the uh, table for a second year because we were there. We were at Fan Expo in uh, 2013 okay. to uh, promote the film. And is this before it was, this is obviously, I guess, before a lot of it was done, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, some people bought some shirts and then they came. They remembered us from the year before and okay. came to visit us again and came to buy more shirts. Cool. So that was awesome. Um, uh, to talk about the, um, the screenings, which you asked about yeah. the reactions, I would say... Um, Locally at the Comic Con, uh, I think the audiences were confused okay. with the with the film. Not not in that they didn't understand it. I just think that, um, you know, I think they had lower expectations for the film. Well, like they were and, pleasantly and, surprised, or, or uh, I, I think they were they had lower expectations and they exceeded those expectations. Okay, and they didn't know how to react <laughs> to that. Okay, I think. So like kind of oh this is really good like that sort of uh, not really saying this is really good more like you know it's it's not that bad. <laughs> it looks like a movie. It looks like it. Looks like a movie. But at the same like time, it's kind of like I don't know if I should like it. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and that, that's kind of I don't I don't know if that was the right audience for it. It seemed like it would be, but yeah, I it seems like that, a good fit. But I think they I think they were confused in that way because you know you tell somebody Winnipeg movie, yeah, and the expectations you know go to the floor so um, <laughs> especially independent movie yeah yeah, yeah. people yeah. may be thinking it's just like something like, filled in their backyard like indie yeah. horror oh it's shot with your VHS camcorder yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah so I think that's how the I think that's how the Comic Con audience was okay so that they so they were confused on how, how they should get how they should feel or react to it but I would say in the Regina screening uh, audiences were really into it um, you know uh, yelling at the screen, but oh, cool. in, in a good way, yeah, you know, yeah. saying things that they loved about characters and stuff like that. And that was kind of like the first theatrical audience or okay. theatrical experience. And I would say they were they were into it. So, is that are those the kind of venues that something like this? I mean, you do kind of the circuit of comic cons and expos and things like that. I mean, it seems like, like you said before, it seems like a good fit just because there's you know people are into horror, sci-fi, you know, fantasy, all that kind of stuff, kind of in one large group. I mean, is that sort of where you're taking this or is that just the, the two places you did uh... I can answer I don't know. as a filmmaker I think for any filmmaker, filmmakers out there listening I think the most important thing is growing your audience yeah. and going somewhere like a, a comic con where you can find fans of pop culture uh, who might be interested in your film that's important and uh, yeah that's actually something that you know as an independent filmmaker you should think about it. I mean, we, we certainly think about that yeah and that's the whole reason we went to the, the first comic con <clears throat> was just promoting ourselves our company's all close studio and promoting our film dark force okay and uh that's an important aspect i think and it's going to become you know it's going to become something more important in the future and there's nothing wrong with taking advantage of, of, yeah. of that venue because when we have our dvds and blu-rays available you know hopefully that's where a lot of people go to collect yeah for sure yeah. and you know when they see the actors and the filmmakers are actually there and especially locally if they know it's made in manitoba you know hopefully they want to you know we, we got some new fans yeah yeah that would be the, i guess the goal right you want to get people to yeah for sure i don't know how you guys feel about that huh? well what, i mean like as i said before you know, we're usually talking musicians on the show and one of the questions that always comes up like almost every episode because the people we talk to are at different stages of success i mean we have some people who have 
you know, won awards or whatever. Then we have someone who's played two shows in the basement. <laughs> so it's a very, very wide range. And the question that always comes up is how is their work being released? And uh, depending on who it is, I mean, digital is a big thing, obviously. And then people doing physical copies, whether it's vinyl or tapes or CDs. And I mean, for so for movies, I mean, does the, how does the internet play into the way that you release this? Is is that um, I mean, cause people have streaming things now. I mean, you can you can buy movies just online. You, you can do all kinds of stuff. How does that fit into the way uh, this will be distributed? In terms of the marketing, will be going through the VOD, which would actually be Vimeo and VHX are the two main platforms that we're going to be taking okay. advantage of. But also, like when you're saying like musicians, like I think filmmakers also have to keep this in mind. You kind of just have to get out there to play. You have to get out there yeah. and use these free resources, whether it's Facebook, Twitter. And just make some new fans. I mean, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with having 10 fans. That's 10 people who find, you know, for us, that's 10 people who are finding our film important. Or on the Facebook, it'd be 400, almost 500 people cool. who like our film or who are our fans. Yeah. Um, the fact that we can play three weeks at Town Cinema because we have such great support. People want to support and come out and support us individually. I mean, we all have our fans, and that's really important. And I think... Uh, you know, taking advantage of free resources like the internet and just using that learning, like online marketing. Yeah, that sounds so. That sounds like such a buzzword, but um, well, I mean, it's putting yourself out there. I think it's part of, uh, part of anything creative nowadays. Those people have to do the artistic side of it and the business side of it because a lot of people are doing things, whether it's music, whether it's you know someone writing a book, whether it's someone making a movie. There's an element of you have to sell yourself, which maybe wasn't there in the same way before. Before the internet became like you know, here's my stuff. Everyone take it all, and everyone's doing that all at once, so you have to find a way to... to and that makes sense that it would be part of movies, too. No, definitely. I think you, you have to just, you know, hit the pavement, I guess, to get out there and put the work in, and just, yeah. like, whether it's one person or whether it's 100 people, you know, you start somewhere, and hopefully, you know, if you're doing it properly, um, your fan base grows, and people want to start knowing what's coming up, what's next, what's coming sure. out, we yeah. like this, like, what... What can you do next? So, not just like for filmmakers, like our company, but even for actors. Like a lot of people like actors, and they want to know more about the actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, they like the work. They're working this. I want to see what else they've done. And I mean, I guess part of that is too. I mean, online. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you have like your, you know, your resume everywhere and stuff yeah. and yeah. things like that. <laughs> no, it's it's these days it's a lot easier because you can get into people's homes, get like as a filmmaker, a musician, an yeah. actor, you can get into people's homes, get into their into their into their heads just yeah. by typing a few words on a screen. For sure. Yeah. Which definitely makes makes it a lot easier to to at least grow that bit of a fan base. Cool. You have more access, I think. A lot of more access. Yeah. Like people have Well you have direct access, access right? Yeah. As opposed to before where it would all be coming filtered through somebody like the actors and the directors and the You write a letter to their fan club and right. you get a <laughs> now you tweet at them and you can get <laughs> yeah, you yeah, tweet at yeah. them when they you know, Kevin Smith favorites your tweet. Right, right. And then you yeah, yeah you've actually talked to the person who's work who made the work and you can yeah, yeah, get a direct connection. Definitely. Cool. Well let's uh, go to another song from the movie. Uh, let's play one of the electronic pieces and we'll come back.
what is the ultimate goal with this movie? I mean, now you've it's been in theaters. I mean, people have seen it. Uh, you've, you've had it at Comic-Cons, Expos, things like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of been around. People are interested in it. What's, what happens next? Like, what do, what do you want this to accomplish? Has it already done that, or is there more you hope to do? <clears throat> at the end of the day, um, like, I enjoy, like, for, I can't speak for these gentlemen. I mean, as from myself as a filmmaker, I enjoy the whole process of it. Yeah. Going from the idea to script to screen and having, you know, surround yourself with people who kind of have that enthusiasm. Now, with that being said, don't get me wrong, I'm an independent filmmaker, um, and I don't think I'm, any any genre I feel is defining, because I want to make an action film, horror film, drama film. Cool. But at the end of the day, also, like, <clears throat> it's also a business, and if you want to make this your livelihood, then there has to be a certain amount of business aspect yeah, of course, to it, yeah. so I'm hoping, um, you know, over the next couple of years, our DVDs and Blu-rays sell, okay. but, you know, uh, it's next one. Like I said, we... We made this basically for, I always say, we made this for pocket change. Everyone okay. deferred, everyone who, who bought into it and said, you know, we need to, it was my first project. I think, you know, all the actors who were involved, it was their first um, major roles okay. in uh, feature films. Is that correct? <laughs> uh, slightly. Okay. <laughs> Dead men, don't forget. Oh, yeah. Hey. yeah. This is why we fight. Oh, yeah. Anyway. But this is your first starring role. First starring, quote-unquote, starring Right, role. right, right. <laughs> Dennis was involved in a couple other projects locally. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we want to use this project and say this is what two or three people can do in production. Yeah. Like myself and Craig and, uh, you know, a couple other people. And for production-wise, with fair little money now, let's get out there and hopefully raise a bigger budget for the next one. The people who are in the, you know... Who are the coffers, I guess yeah, you could say, yeah. who, who can say yes or no, like uh, whether it's production grants or whether it's investors and say, this is the kind of project we can get out there into the theaters. So is this almost like a calling card? Like this is something that you've already accomplished, it's done, people have seen it, they like it? Like, Well, we're still, we're still pushing it out there. Right, so, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, but when you go on the next one, right? I mean, you can yeah, be like, hey, check it out, I made this. this yeah, is, definitely. Uh, I don't know if I had calling card would be the proper term for it. I mean, I feel like... Uh, it's just like, this is what we can do with very little now. Right. Now give us more and see what we yeah, can do. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hopefully we all get a, you know, and it grows from there to make a, I think I heard this term before, you know, if you want to make a $2,000 uh, feature film, make a $200 feature film first. Right. And, and if you want to make a $20,000 feature film, make a $2,000 feature, you know, and you just keep growing and growing and growing, right. you know, so um, we got plans, I mean, in the future, like, like for me personally, I yep. have, I'm writing stuff, Hold on, that's hopefully we're going to. <clears throat> we're going to be doing through the company. Um, but I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for, for our next project. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very excited to, to see what we can do. And, you know, it's just the first. It's, and it's, it's going to be a lot more coming, I guess. Dennis, how do you feel about all? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, you got to um, appreciate what it was. Um, yeah. You know, live, do its, live its life out, and kind of use. You gotta always use the the last project to kind of get you the next one. You know, um, I mean, I started acting in two thousand and ten, and it's, I, I, it could end tomorrow, and I couldn't complain. Right. So it's yeah. But I mean, for you having you know in a starring role in this movie, does that? I mean, hopefully that opens up more doors for you. Is that kind of what you're you're hoping to do with this? Hoping. Or? Yeah. Hoping. Yeah. Yeah. Play more psychopaths. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So where did the uh, I mean where did the idea for the the story come from in the first place? I mean you know it's like we talked about before. It's kind of parts of it are throwbacky to sort of the the, the early the eighties the slasher movies and all that. But I mean uh, I don't think a lot of people sit down and say I'm going to write a horror movie and then they actually make it. <laughs> a lot of people probably have the idea to do that. But uh, like where did where did this come from? The uh, 
The, yeah. the very first original premise, I think, was uh, found footage. Okay. But um, yeah, actually, when I was, I don't know. I don't know if this is, I don't want to spoil anything, but I, I thought that was going to happen at the beginning of the movie. I was in the first couple minutes, I'm like, oh, this is going to be one of those found footage things. And yeah, then yeah. I kind of like how you switched it, and it was... Uh, yeah, it that was, was originally... Um, the whole reason for that is, too, like, uh, production-wise, I guess I was able to like, surround myself with some people who kind of would help me, so I, it wouldn't have to be found footage. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we were able to do that, and then, um, you know, that's, that's getting a good team together. I think that's really important. So then, uh, you know, because in, in projects in the past, for me personally... Uh, people wouldn't show up. I'd have to do everything okay. myself. So rather than have to do everything myself, to have what's the easiest way I can make it. So I figured the found footage would be the easiest way yeah. I can make a project. But I was lucky in the fact that I got a good crew. I was lucky in the fact that I cast some good actors who came to set prepared. I mean, that was you know that was a huge, not just accomplishment, but and for the, for the, the 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 size of the project, I guess was you know that was very yeah it was very good and a lot a lot of things were easier. Um, you know, so coming from the found footage, it was going to be like a horror film in the woods. Yeah. You know, we take that premise and it's like, you know, you're going back to those old tropes again. Like For what, sure, yeah. What's kind of the, not the easiest thing you make, but what's something you, that the most interesting thing you can make on a tight schedule and budget and yeah. slasher films were always, you know, were always fun. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. Were it was fun, fun to watch, right? So, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I just yeah. want to kind of add to that sure. because, uh, yeah, at the beginning it was going to be a found footage film and I think the found footage idea uh, to make it like that was... Um, the excuse to be, make it low budget yeah. and to make it, you know, because found footage craze right now, it's, you know... Yeah, there's been a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, and then when I came on, I think, uh, I didn't want to make found footage. Um, yeah, I just, I just think they justify bad filmmaking. So, and then uh, Roger was reworking the script to make it more like a slasher. Okay. And I don't really think it was our intention to make it so 80s I think that was an accident I think it just became that yeah just, just well it totally that. has that, that vibe of the 80s yeah yeah I think it just became that just because of uh, our influences quite honestly and okay. my influence uh, you know John Carpenter and yeah yeah it's fantastic um, so um, part of the way the movie is shot it's really shot in a Carpenter-esque type of look and okay. feel of it so there's also the uh, little things, the happy accidents, like the address that Emily leaves. Okay. I think we added, we just added one one number in post, yeah. but the, the other numbers were all there, and we were like, wow, that's kind of, do you remember the address? <laughs> oh, in the back lane? When she's coming, the... No, no, when she's coming out, when she's leaving, when Emily leaves. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I caught, foremost. No, what was the, uh... it was 1428. Okay. For all those horror fans out there, if they know what the address of 1428 is, then... Y'all know where, where that comes from? Freddy Krueger. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trivia. That's um, actually pretty cool, yeah. And that was a complete yeah, fluke, too, though. Yeah, it was, it was kind of, we were looking, I was looking at the, I was editing it, and I was looking at the shot one day, and I was looking at the type of uh, yeah. number, and I saw 428, and I'm like, you know, if there was a one on there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that would be Freddy's address, and I mean, we, we weren't trying to do that, it was just yeah. kind of an accident, and I'm like, so I put a one on there okay. in okay. post, so that it actually, I think there's a whole bunch of, like, these little... Uh, throwbacks to a lot of that 80s stuff that was not necessarily intention it just kind of happened that way I mean since some of the continuity you know is out of uh, Friday the 13th part okay. 5 I would say so people who are really into <laughs> that know? stuff are going to pick up on that really. I think they would yeah like, I, like and again it's not intention it was just stuff that happened that just you know it was it, it was just accidents that happened and you know, we noticed them later, so. That's cool. Well, okay. I did have a Jason mask, but I didn't want to, it was a chrome Jason mask. I didn't, I didn't want to get too obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So I used yeah. the two other masks that you actually see in the, 
in the film. Yeah, yeah. That was almost like those like Halloween masks from the dollar store. I don't know if that's what it was, but I've seen, I've seen those. No, no. Masks. I think that's where half our budget came from. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. Yeah, yeah. No, no, nothing wrong with that, right? Um, so, okay. So, like, having seen this movie and uh, kind of, you know, not being... I mean, I, I love movies, but I'm not involved in, in, in the movie making at all. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like a light bulb thing. Hey, there's people making really cool horror movies and things like that in Winnipeg. Is there like a, a big... I don't like the word scene, but is there a scene of people doing this kind of independent movies in Winnipeg, or is it just kind of few and far between, or is like there's like a big uh, group of people, you know, not necessarily connected with each other, but I mean, is there a big movie making scene here? There's a, there's a because I hear about the Hollywood ones that come here. Everyone does, right? No, no, paper um, and stuff, but I mean, there, there is, you know, honestly, there, there's a upper, I guess we all call it the upper production that come through Winnipeg, like the ones that are the Hollywood yeah. million dollar productions. Yeah. And, but there are a lot of independent filmmakers here in Winnipeg. A lot of them you don't hear about, and some of them you do. Like, uh, for example, um, The Editor just came out. Okay. So they're local, uh, the Astron Six guys. So they make, uh, they made, their last few films were actually, I think, all made here or, okay. in or, in or, or around Winnipeg, I believe. Um, there's a couple other filmmakers coming up who made feature films. Uh, Madison. Madison that, Thomas. Yeah. That uh, Dennis was in one of her projects. Okay. The other one, the projects you were involved with. Uh, Danishka put out a film too. Yeah, Danishka is another local independent filmmaker. Okay. Uh, yeah, the the indie film world uh, in Winnipeg, it's it's pretty decent. Like like I said, like in not to puff myself up in any way, but like in the last five years, I've done just under just under thirty indie projects. Oh wow! So, and I mean, it's all it's, all locally too. That's yeah, all. all local, independent. You got to build your resume up. I mean, yeah. And Winnipeg's a great place to do that. So where does this stuff get? Where does this stuff get seen? I mean, what happens to these movies once they uh, obviously they, they go somewhere, right? Like, how, how do they? Uh, I mean, if someone liked you in that movie and wants in, in Dark Forest and wants to see some of your other stuff, how do they go about finding it? Is Mostly there... online. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Most indie yeah. indie stuff, if it goes anywhere, there'll be a screening here or there for it, and then it's usually posted online. Okay. Okay. I think that's a big thing too. Is like I think it goes back to marketing. Yeah. Um, I'm not too sure how the other filmmakers market their films. Um, so, but that's really important. I mean, they're out there. I mean, I think Danishka for that film you were involved in is actually online available for, I could be wrong about that. Don't quote me on that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it might be available VOD or it's still playing festivals, but I know, okay. I know Madison's is available yep. on VOD. Yeah. This is why, why we, uh, this is why we fight. Yeah. Okay. VOD. That's on VHX. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you'd just have to find the directors and it's, it's yeah, a bit some directors are good at marketing themselves and some of them are just you know they just rather give it to someone else to do that and there's no, nothing wrong with that I mean but I mean that's, I think that's really important <laughs> I'll, I'll add one thing to that sure. which, uh, which I think is really interesting and I don't know why this is but I would say a lot of those filmmakers and a lot of those films have probably uh, found uh, an audience or they've had more attention outside of Winnipeg okay um, the filmmakers that are mentioned on the films they've just uh you know, a lot of a lot of uh, other cities or other markets have uh, interest in in them, and there's been a lot of coverage there. I don't know why locally um, people don't know about that stuff, but that just that's just weird to me, and that's just kind of the way it is. I don't know if that's unusual. I don't know if that's specific to film either, though. I mean, I think a lot of um, like artistic projects in general. I mean, there seems to be. I mean, again, mostly coming from from music because that's what I know most about I mean locally in terms of art but uh, it seems like there's certain people who will always get recognition locally and then everyone else doing things that kind of 
once someone else discovers it, then it kind of comes back. I don't know if that's the same for film, but I mean, you can have a band or something that goes out of town. All of a sudden, in Toronto, there they get they get a big hit, and then by the time they come back to Winnipeg, everyone's like, "Oh, we love you." <laughs> you know, they were here for ten years, and no one no one said anything. Is yeah, that kind of the yeah. same? I I think that's probably the same thing. Um, I would I think that uh, rather than us as a company getting caught in that, I think I would like to think that we are trying to kind of like paving it ourselves in a way okay. like trying to because like getting the movie in the theater I think has been great exposure and I just trailblazers is what you're trying to say <laughs> I, I don't I'm sure if you want to I, I just try not to use buzzwords but yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah and like um, I lost my thought now but uh, yeah so stuff like that which is just you know I think will just give us you know exposure locally yeah. hopefully you know and just um, maybe the local film scene will get more attention. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good, right? Yeah, no, and it's work, right? It's work, and we're putting in the work, and that's important. And not to say that the other filmmakers aren't. It's just you know, we're I think we're aware of that, like Craig says. So, what, do you think that a lot of people? I mean, when you had it at the town, uh, I mean, obviously you don't know who's coming in to see your movie, but I mean, do you think a lot of people may have come in just seeing the poster or being, hey, horror movie, I want to check it out, not realizing it was local, or I mean, do you think it was mainly? kind of a Winnipeg audience who was already keyed into to what you guys were doing? We built up uh, our audience kind of beforehand through, well, through the Sinku project we're involved in. Um, okay. There's a project we did called Fracking Zombies, which we included a lot of people who were involved with that. I was surprised. Good title. I think, yeah. Um, th- that was in the Sinku project. We got top 15 across Canada okay. for that project. And, you know, we didn't make top five, but it was such a, we consider it a success considering we're, in the middle of Canada, yeah. that has probably the smallest out of, except you know, except for Wolf Cup, had I think they had the smaller yeah, yeah, uh, population. Yeah. But that movie did he, that did huge like yeah. that was really successful. So, yeah. um, we were very successful in that, and a lot of people got behind us on that, and you know we involved a lot of people uh, just you know because that's the film scene again. It's very small um, once you get into the community, the film community. Yeah. So building our fan base like that, I think a lot a lot of word of mouth got out when we are. Dark Forest got in the theaters and okay. a lot of people came out to support us. So that was really good. I think our very first screening we had, we beat, um, we had more people at our at Dark Forest screening that day than the other $75 million films like Man From Uncle. So we That's beat, pretty them, cool, we yeah. beat yeah. them in attendance. So, yeah. And there's a lot of times where we actually beat a lot of those films in attendance, which again is just us promoting to locally because, yeah. you know, we're, this is where we're from and, you know, we want to be proud of that. Well, and I guess you have kind of a built-in almost uh, word-of-mouth thing, too, because all the people who are involved in the movie, right? I'm sure, you know, whether it's the actors or, or people involved in the crew or whatever, probably saying, hey, look, my movie that I work on is playing here. You guys should check it out. And... Mm-hmm. I would also say from the, a lot of the, uh, the people in the crew, um, a lot of them have told me personally, you know, they, they think it's cool and they really appreciate that they can see it on the big screen. Yeah. And a lot of them that said this is their first project that has actually been able to play on the big screen and they really like that. So Well I guess it's a different experience, right? To see your work on a computer screen or T V than person. Oh totally yeah. it totally is, yeah. yeah. We recommend the big screen if you can. But if you yeah. can't VOD and VHX and Vimeo VOD, we recommend that too. Cool, cool. <laughs> Pick up the D V D Blu ray. When is <laughs> when is the D V D going to be available? So October twenty third is their VOD release. Okay, right. You know, pretty much that week is probably our target for the, the Blu-ray and the, the DVDs. Okay. So. And what, what what goes into that? I mean, do you, um, just because, I mean, Blu-rays and DVDs nowadays have a million 
special features and things like that. I mean, did you guys is that something that you're doing as well, giving a kind of extra bonus uh, something to to the to your fans? Or we'll have some of the behind the scenes videos. I think we have that. Um, the one major thing I'd like to do is get the actors to do their own commentary and okay. then get the actresses to do their own commentary. Because I always feel, I was as a filmmaker, I like listening to yeah hearing what the actors and actresses say versus the yeah. the, the, the actual versus like the, you know like versus like the producers and directors right. coming and saying what they got to say. I mean, it's always interesting to hear what they have to say, right? Because so. it's someone else interpreting your story, I guess, right? So you want to hear what they yeah. yeah. So okay. I always yeah. find that interesting. So for any directors out there, I recommend commentaries because yeah. those are fun to listen to. Cool. Okay, well, let's go to another song. Have you had, I mean, you talked about the response people have had, like the actual people viewing it, but as far as media and reviewers and things like that, I mean, have you had, uh, have you got a lot of coverage uh, for this or? We got a lot of, um, 
I shouldn't say a lot. We we had like a, we had an article in the Winnipeg uh, Sun. Okay. So we had like a one page on page six. <laughs> like we had the whole page. It's pretty good though, right? I mean, dedicated to our project, which I was I was surprised. I was like, yeah. whoa, where did that come from? But like, it's I not even I, in the entertainment I, section. That's where they. Yeah, I know. I knew. I, I knew my partner was talking to the Winnipeg Sun, but I figured it would be one of those little paragraph blurbs. Yeah, just yeah, about us. Totally. But um, yeah. So that was really that was surprising. I mean, and I appreciate it. Um, what's some other? Well, I, I can say from personal experience that, and I don't want to slam any of the the local news, but we've been trying for a good month yeah. to get into uh, you know some of the papers on TV, yeah. and to no avail. It's hard. Nobody's uh, reaching your calls. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, to get into the Winnipeg Suns, I thought it was pretty good too. Yeah, they did, they put us right in the regular news. Yeah, that, that's local news, page six. Yeah, yeah. So not even yeah. not even the buried in the entertainment section, something, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. yeah so we, we've been trying, but yeah. uh, you know. No well, I guess that's one of the challenges of being independent, doing anything, right? I mean, if you're, you know, especially in a paper, like having worked in the newspaper business for a long time, I don't need more, but I did for quite a long time. I was a reporter for a few of the papers here. And um, it's progressed to the point where a lot of newspapers now are like a very large percentage of it is just wire stories. So the amount of room they have for local content is dwindling like every year, it seems, right? So, I mean, it's hard enough to get... It would, it would have been hard enough to get something like this in there a few years ago when that wasn't the case because there's so many other things competing for space. So, yeah, yeah I imagine that as, as independent filmmakers, it's got to be hard to, to get the word out. But, I mean, it seems like something like social media can kind of not necessarily take the place of that, but can can act as an alternative way to, to spread nope, the word. Definitely. Out. I think um, for Frack and Zombies, we got a lot of press I yeah. think, from locally. Um, the Metro, I mean, Winnipeg, not free press, did kind of feature us yeah. in a paragraph, <laughs> which was cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Um, I did for for Dark Forest. Uh, I was on the radio. I was on NCR. I think APTN came and interviewed us, so we were probably on there. Um, but like I said, like I wanted to reach out. For me personally, I didn't want to just reach out to regular news. I yeah. wanted to reach out to like podcasters, horror yeah. buffs. I wanted to come talk to them. Like, well, yeah, there's yourself, like so. there's I mean, there's a whole uh, kind of new media of people doing zines, doing podcasts, doing YouTube channels, and things like that. I mean, that seems like a prime market for you guys to. Talk to just, I mean, you know, something like stuff like this is people walking around with microphones recording whatever. That's how we yeah. met Sam. He's yeah, walking exactly. by, he's like, Hey, you got a microphone? Yeah. He says, Sure, I do. <laughs> We're just kidding, yeah. No, but I mean, it, it's, it's, it is a good, it's a good point, though. Yeah, there's uh, have, have you had success with that? I mean, have you had bloggers and things like that uh, getting in touch with you about we this? Had a lot of the horror websites, I think, um, and surprisingly, they're not local, but a lot of the horror websites we reach out to are pretty, you know pretty open to that yeah and they want that they want they want to hear about the independent film because i think a lot of horror that's our that's our, our niche or our niche yeah, niche. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> two ways to say it uh that's that's something really important too when we do when we do the online launch we'll do another press release yeah for all the horror websites out there and that's just that reaches across canada reaches across the states it reaches across well, anywhere right I mean, across could, yeah. the pond in uk i mean there's a lot of horror fans out there yeah you know and that's who we want to reach and we want to reach those uh, fans and we want our film to be seen by them yeah because that's important. Because I, you know, I'd I'd like to hear about this film. Yeah, you know, yeah. slasher fans, sure, sure. Well, and I guess those are people who are already kind of primed for the type of movie it is, too, right? It's not like I mean, the Winnipeg Sun. Yeah, they're reporting on it because it's local filmmakers doing something. But I mean, their audience is yeah anybody, right? Anyone yeah. of a paper. But yeah, if you're talking to a horror podcast or a horror blog or something like that, it's you got a diehard audience anyway who yeah is already kind of uh, no definitely, and that's really that's really important. I mean, when you're marketing your film, knowing your audience, and yeah. we know our audience are going in. So definitely we want to be, you know, reach further than our audience. We want to get really create new fans. And I think yeah. being in the theater, in the town cinema, Landmark, Landmark Cinema Town 8 in Winnipeg, yeah. you know, that really gives us a lot of, um, 
again, not just gives us a lot of uh, an opportunity to reach new fans and people to kind of see it on a big screen because there's a whole experience when you see a film like this or like most other films. Yeah. When you see them on a big screen, there's just a whole that's you it's can't yeah you can't like do that and hopefully that experience creates some new fans who say hey I want I want to talk about these guys that right. want to put that out there. The difference between microwave popcorn and like actually popcorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And hopefully they call the Winnipeg Sun and everything and, and right, and they talk about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> how did you how did you get the uh, set up in the in the actual theaters? How did that how did that happen? I mean, did they hear about you or did you contact them or? It's an interesting story actually. So, uh, <laughs> is you... it too interesting to have on? Uh... <laughs> um, are you sitting down, Sam? Yes, I'm sitting. Okay, down. good. Let me start. So, um, <laughs> so it starts many years ago. So. Uh, I was been a filmmaker. I mean, I'm not a filmmaker. <laughs> so let me start <laughs> that again. With the camera. <laughs> I was born with a camera in my hand. Someone stole it. <laughs> um, I've just been a movie lover for years. Yeah. Uh, Town cinema. I've always been attended. Um, okay. I told the story on our first day um, years ago. I snuck into uh, Rapid Fire at Town Cinema. <laughs> okay. And I told that to the, the manager at the store. <laughs> I yeah. told the manager the story. So I snuck into Rapid Fire, and I've always kind of been a you know, I enjoyed the theater, yeah. so I've been going ever since, and I became a regular customer, so much so that I got to know the managers by okay. name, and they got to know me by name. Okay. So that was kind of, you know, that was fun. Um, I was a bit of a big supporter of the town cinema. <clears throat> um, eventually, when we started making our films, when I, when I started filmmaking, I joked with the manager about, hey, you know, when I, you know, I was making short films, and just yeah. uh, films on my whatever camera I had available. I joked and said, hey, maybe when I make my first feature film, yeah. Oh, it'll play here. Ha ha ha. We're, we're joking about yeah. it. So cut to like six, seven years later, you know, here it is. We had the premiere. My first feature film played at the town cinema. Now how that happened was I knew the managers and they, the managers, uh, talk with us, gave us the name of the people who do the decision making, the okay. booking. Okay. Um, my producing partner, David reached out to the bookers, um, show them our film and, you know, just discuss it with them. And they liked it enough to, you know, hmm. I don't think they just pick any kind of film. If you, can, if you call them up, I don't think they... Yeah, they're not just going to take it. So, you know, yeah, yeah. They're not going to take your whole movies. Like, I, yeah. I, I just, that's... I don't think In they... In case anyone's listening to us, thinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say, hey, I'm going to call this and play my YouTube. I yeah. film my cat. Can you put it on the Yeah, YouTube? like, I don't, I don't know. So, uh, he worked everything out with them, and, you know... Cool. Uh, my, our, yeah, our partner, David, worked that out with the bookers, and the bookers agreed and gave us a date and said, your film's going to play for one week, which turned into three weeks. Cool. So... And here we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The end. That, I feel like I, I I don't know for sure maybe I'm misremembering mis but I feel like I have seen a lot of smaller movies of the town over the years here and there not regularly but I feel like I've, I can't think of any titles offhand but I, I do have this kind of memory of going there uh, you know maybe 10, 15 years ago and, and seeing kind of movies that weren't playing anywhere else that were just uh, kind of I think the town used to do that I, I think they since Landmark bought Empire right that's where they play a lot of their art, art house movies right. now because they had them at the Globe yeah, the Globe was the was yeah. The spot too. Yeah, and I, I actually worked at the Globe when it first reopened as the Globe. Okay, so that was so I probably know some of the people. That, oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Bong is the manager. Yeah, Bong is the good guy. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and Jane's the manager here, so okay. now they're they're both here at the Town Cinema. So big thanks to them for you know for yeah. Green to actually yeah. you know let us give us the information that we asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, that they believed in the, us enough our film. So thank big thanks to you guys if you're listening. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And I would say. Uh, from my end, when uh, trying to get the theater as well, and our get sorry, get trying to get the movie in the theater as yeah. well. Uh, 
you know, they gave us the whole talk about, uh, and we took it seriously too. When they they told us that not too many independent self distribution, yeah. self distributed films do that well. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And uh, I think they would. They wanted. They were trying to actually discourage us from uh, putting it into the theater. Okay. Um, I don't think they necessarily. Um, I don't think they didn't want to. I think they were actually probably somewhat supportive and, and saying, yes, we will. But they just... Like, don't get your hopes up kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. so yeah. They, they just kind of... They, they actually were trying to discourage us to not put it in the theater. But, uh, you know, they said, yeah, we'll give you a chance. And, you know, and I think after they watched it and realized that it wasn't just, you know, a backyard home movie yeah. or something, you know, that they decided to give us a chance, so... Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it's, a, it's a probably fairly unique for. I mean, like you're saying, this is the first time you've had a movie that's, that's mm -hmm. gone. Is this the same same for you as well as an oh, actor? Yeah. Is it the first time? Yeah. Yeah, this is the furthest the film I've done has gone for cool. sure. Cool. How did you feel about that? That's when I told you about the. It's going to be in the theaters. What were your thoughts? What were you doing? Walk us through the day. Uh, <laughs> my immediate reaction was great. Now I get to watch that ten times bigger. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, it's. I'm super, super stoked um, to to see so many people enjoying it. Yeah. Um, really happy with how well it's doing. I mean, the three weeks in the theater. Yeah, that's fantastic. When I started again. at one, uh, it's awesome. Um, yeah. I, yeah, it's it's been one hell of a trip. I just want to add one little thing too. Um, uh, we were, when we were at the beginning, like a few months ago, when we were talking about uh, possibly putting it in a theater and not knowing how to uh, go about that, but yeah. uh, um, I was one of the ones who kind of wanted to push to put it in the theater just because you know um, I always you know wanted something in the theater. Yeah. that was my own project. You know, that's kind of like what it seems like a pretty good goal to have. Oh, right? totally. Yeah, so yeah. Um, you know, I I want I, I was involved with uh, David and all the steps of the way to try and get into the theater, and then when it finally happened, it was uh, I was really happy. You know, I, I mean, regardless of how well it did, yeah, you know, yeah. it was just to have it. Yeah. It was in a theater, you know, and I think that. I just take that personally as just a great achievement. Yeah. Um, you know, so. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was a good job. So uh, yeah, you, you, uh, you and David did really good. I think Shelley also did. Like all you guys are worked really hard on this. So, you know, proud to say you're my partners. Do you think that having it in the theater will kind of... Uh... Got all serious there for a second. <laughs> oh, and thank you, too, Dan. Thank you for being in the film. <laughs> oh, shucks. Do you think having it in the theater kind of... I mean, does that set the bar for your next one? I mean, now, do you, now that you've done this with this movie, is that kind of you? Yes. you, you that's, the, that's the goal now. You yes. surpass that, like. How? You know what? You know what? Being in the theater and us just kind of when you look at the film, also think like realize that there were times when, uh, like you know, not just being borrowing my my very first feature film script that I was yeah. learning along the way, that even on crew there was nights when it was just me and Craig. You know, we did that. Yeah. So and then. Craig goes into post-production and having his, taken his experiences from his knowledge of post-production, you know, like that in itself, for us to actually make the film, finish it, you know, having all yep. these actors the very first time coming out and really giving really great performances, that is an accomplishment in itself. Now getting into the theater, Sam gives us really good independent film street cred. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess you can use that, right? If someone says, oh, what are you working? Well, this one was in, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it does. Like, um, it, that's, that's all I can say. It just gives us that indie, cred, indie street cred. Right. <laughs> indie film street cred. Do you think it does something for independent film Winnipeg in general, the fact of this? I mean, does yeah. it kind of up the possibilities maybe for, for everyone else doing it? Or? No, it definitely. You know what? It tells a lot of people that, hey, if these four people in this company can, yeah. can push this film, this small, you know, low-budget independent film, yeah project and get it onto the big screen like that hopefully that again you know we said you know Craig doesn't want to use the word but trailblaze I mean right. you know that it wasn't like a whole team we didn't have millions of dollars behind us like a, like an Anchor Bay or Lionsgate yeah you know uh, we, we would like to if you're listening right now our, our film is available I'm just kidding <laughs> well if you did you probably would have better tasting blood right <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, like I said like you know hope, there's a lot of filmmakers locally who I think there's a lot of talented filmmakers in Winnipeg, yeah. and I think this kind of gives them an opportunity because a lot of them reach out to us and just ask us. I mean, we're not the only ones. I mean, you look at like some again, like going through Madison and other yeah, filmmakers. Yeah, yeah. the, the Astron Six guys are doing their thing. I mean, there's other filmmakers that are coming up. Um, it just there's a big boom coming in, and it you know we're part of that. We're part of that yeah. too, and that's we, it's it's kind of hard to see it now, but we, when we look back. In a few years, and they talk about the indie film scene, we're going to be mentioned up there. Right, because as the one yeah. that got in the Yeah, our company is Elko yeah. Studio, like Craig, Dave, Shelley, and myself, Roger. You know, and then you look at, you know, the, our, one of our main stars here, uh, Dennis, you know, they're, they're going to look back and talk about that. Yeah. And, you know, the independent scene. That's, yeah. So that's... Hopefully we start something. Awesome. Well, uh, I do want to play one more song, and I think you wanted to play the Dennis' song for the movie. Before we do that... Um, I'd just like to wrap up by uh, letting people know where they can find our podcast. Uh, I mean, I know they're listening to it now, but they may not be aware that uh, there's other episodes. <laughs> yeah, okay. And also Thank where you. people can find your movie. So, I mean, let's start with that. I mean, if someone wants to see it, uh, by the time this comes out, unfortunately, the, the run of the town will probably be over. But uh, what do they do if they want to see it now? Well, I just want to say, first of all, thank you, Sam, for taking the time. Yeah, Actually, thanks for interviewing yes. us. Happy to talk about Which it. Which police? Uh, Find them at witchpolice.com. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was just going to do that, but thank you. Witchpolice.com. What's this thing called, witchpolice.com? I think you guys should listen to it. Um, dark Forest. It's called Dark Forest. Dark, and then four, the number four, and then rest, R-E-S-T, film.com. Okay. That'd be the website. Okay. Or just, you know what? Google Dark Forest Winnipeg, and we're going to pop up. Okay. And make, make it simple. Follow us on Twitter. Like our Facebook page. Um, sign up for... If you have a newsletter out yet, sign up for that. Okay. okay. <laughs> send us a message. And uh, what was the date again? Message, the, uh... Like Dennis's uh, actor page. <laughs> he does, are you going to promote that? <laughs> what was the, the date again of the VOD? When was that uh, October 23rd. So okay. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just talking. No, it's cool. It's cool. October 23rd <laughs> is the VOD release. That's the important date though, right? You want people yeah. to, to, to remember yeah. that. And, yeah. yeah, and you can look for us in Zelco Studio. And, sorry, Craig, is there anything you should say? Oh, I just, just want to say a couple of things. Sure. There. A couple of things from back yeah, uh, yeah. that I remembered that I forgot them. We don't finish it. <laughs> People um, are getting ready to take your headphones off now. Don't yeah. take no, those headphones part, off. Greg has to say yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, uh, the, uh, I don't know where the film is going to go from this moment, but I do know, like, I don't know if this is ever going to happen, but the next step for me, I think, I hope, is that we get a nationwide release okay. theatrically. Um, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen, but uh, that would be awesome. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I yeah. think it'd be fantastic. And then added to the fact uh, where uh, uh, da um, David Roger was talking about the crew stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of the um, it, it doesn't come across when you watch the film, but yeah, a lot of it was just me and Roger okay. shooting it. 
uh, Dennis Booming sometimes. And oh, yeah? Also okay. Dennis Booming the turnaround. So he would do his scene. Yeah. And Roger would do boom. Oh, then so and direct. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'd turn around, and then Roger would direct, and Dennis would right. do boom, and I would shoot. So... Uh, there was a good portion of that film <laughs> that was done like that. I, I guess mean, that's probably something that happens a lot in We shot two cameras, right? right? We shot two cameras, and I guess that I didn't, uh, like Craig said, two cameras, and then Dennis helped us a lot in behind the scenes. Okay. Sorry, I should give you more credit for that. Well, I, I, think, some music to that. <laughs> I think that people watching a movie don't even, I mean, a lot of people don't even think about that. They just think, oh, there's a movie, somehow someone shot it, yeah. something happened, it got made. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, especially with something that's, you know, low budget, local people, independent, small company, mm-hmm. there's probably a lot of that behind the scenes stuff with just a kind of bare bones sort of yeah well i only mention it because you know i i think um like i've been on a lot of movie sets and i think that experience helped that out a lot so right. i don't i don't think any part of the film that you watch it you think that there's only two people yeah it doesn't come across as like somehow it's shaky or something right yeah, yeah so um the uh you know because i've been on like I always say this, I've been on like a 50-man crew okay. and I get the footage back and it's awful. I mean, what the hell were we all doing? Right. But, uh, so, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I think that's, I, I think that's, uh, yeah, I just think it's awesome that it was, you know, two, three people yeah. some, a lot of the time. And uh, it came out, out and, it, yeah. and it just looks and sounds like a normal yeah. movie. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. Cool. I do want to say thank you to um, all of you guys, Dennis and Craig. And I should actually also thank uh, all the people who backed us on the uh, Indiegogo campaign. Thank okay. you guys. If you're listening to this, thank you very much because uh, that really helped us. Out a that's lot. something we didn't bring up too, but I mean, that seems to be like, you know, back to what we said earlier about the kind of the way people can release things on their own digitally now because the internet. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a big part of it. Anything, movies, albums, books, yep. uh, like, you know, visual art, everything like that. It's just, uh, I just want to point out we were successful in our campaign, so we actually raised over what we asked. So that's cool. That was successful, so... Um, yeah, we're just going good, and thank you guys for supporting us, and thank all the actors and all the crew who, you know, I want to mention you guys all by name, but, you know, Sam's going to kick us off here right away, so <laughs> we have to go. They're all the movie, right? <laughs> Credits at the end, people can, people can <laughs> they should see it, and then, uh, yeah. Did yeah. You, uh, I'm just did kidding. You, did you mention Shelly at all and all that? Yeah, I said thank you to Shelly, and then, oh yeah, thank you, uh, Shelly, Dave, and Craig, thank you guys. And Roger. Yeah, you don't have to thank me. I'm here. This is like the showdown <laughs> episode right now. That's, that's We're going to take 20 minutes to thank everyone. Hold on, I'll break back. Whole last segment of the show is just thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you guys. If we didn't mention you, I apologize, but you guys... They probably think this wouldn't. This yeah. wouldn't happen without the people who supported us and cool. the people who work behind the scenes and the actors and the crew. Thank you. Awesome. Do you have anything, uh, as far as your acting goes, that you want people to check out? Do you have a website or anything like that? Uh, if someone wants to see more of your work? Uh, you can look me up. I've got a non-acting Facebook page under Dennis Russell Scullard. Okay. Um, I'm on SoundCloud under Menace Arts. Okay. Um, and yeah, Google me. I'm, I'm on there. Cool. And as far as the actual studio goes, do you have a website or anything like that? Check out? Zellcoachstudio.com. Okay. Z E L L K O J Studio dot com. Cool. <laughs> okay, that's it. I was in Yeah. But um, I guess Dennis, I guess your song. Maybe yeah. Before we do that, uh, this show. Yeah, I know you mentioned you dropped the name of the website, which is good. Thank you. Which please start home. <laughs> but uh, for people who haven't heard the show, I mean, maybe someone's tuning into this because they've seen your movie or they want to know about your movie. Uh, you know, we, we come out every week uh, on the website. There's 100 probably 150 episodes or so by the time this comes out. Uh, it's all for free download and streaming. Um, we're also part of the Garbage Hill Podcast Network, which is just a, a kind of a loose collective of local people doing this uh, on various topics. I mean, we're primarily a music show. There's, uh, there's pop culture stuff. There, there's hockey, a hockey show, a comic book show. 
uh, movies. Things. I think there's a movie show. There should, if there is, they should be interviewing you. <laughs> but it's all it's all people basically, you know. Oh, we're starting a music. Um, I mean, sorry, a movie show. You should. I mean, that, that, that's <laughs> kidding. We really encourage people to check out GarbageHillNetwork.com though, because uh, like there's probably about ten to twelve shows on there right now, all on different subjects. And the idea is that if someone hears this show and likes it. They go there, maybe they're interested in comic books or maybe they're interested in video games or whatever the topic is of some of these other shows and they go there and then they, we kind of just share fans because no one makes any money off this. It's all DIY, all super independent, you know, uh, people doing this out of basements or apartments or like we're doing kind of traveling from place to place depending on the guests. So uh, yeah, GarbageHillNetwork.com and uh, a number of the Garbage Hill shows, including, including this one, are doing uh, live podcasts in front of audiences. Uh, it's starting nice. September, so by the time this comes out, it'll be a few weeks before, but we're doing uh, Witch Police Live on September 27th at the Handsome Daughter, so we have a bunch of musicians lined up. They're going to be interviewed on stage and performing, so it's the first time we've done this. Uh, usually, these are all pre-recorded, so we're hoping people come up. Free show. That's um, around the corner from my house, so come check that out. I'll give you a poster when we turn this off. <laughs> cool. But yeah, so we, we encourage people to check that out. Uh, people should definitely check out your movie. I saw it. I really liked it. And uh, yeah, it's, I mean, support local independent art of all kinds. So we're going to go out on one more song, and that was your song from the movie. What uh, Can you tell me about that? Uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was, it's a rap song called Zero Hour. Okay. Um, I had happened to be playing it uh, in a car ride out to set one day, and Craig was like, I kind of like that. Do you mind if I uh, talk to Roger and Dave? And I was like, yeah, not a problem. And yeah, uh, in the end, it ended up in the soundtrack. Cool. At the end of the movie. Awesome. Okay, well, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me, and uh, yeah, hopefully... Uh, we see this movie go on to bigger and better things. That would be really cool. Thank you. Thank you much. Thanks a lot. Zero hour is coming. It's time to leave. Pack your bags up. It's the dawn of a new eve. No crying over spilled milk. You ain't got time to grieve. The game is done with you now. Get off the island, please. Haven't heard my name yet? Well, you best get ready. Have it burned in your mind like the Nightmare Freddy. I'm like the ghost in the machine. You never even see me coming. Take your car, boat, bike. Either way, you best be running. Force, intellectual, or pure cunning. I'm here to claim my spot, and I ain't stopping for nothing. I'm like an animal. I can't be kept inside this cage no more. Tear down the walls, need nothing standing but the motherfucking doors. Kick you in the stomach and put your head through what's left of the boards. Use your face to sweep the glass off up the goddamn floors. I like the beat that plays behind you, but I can't stand your fucking voice. I'm taking you out of the race. You have no goddamn choice. Zero hour is coming, it's time to leave Pack your bags up, it's the dawn of a new eve No crying over spilled milk, you ain't got time to grieve The game is done with you now, get off the island please Zero hour is coming, it's time to leave Pack your bags up, it's the dawn of a new eve No crying over spilled milk, you ain't got time to grieve The game is done with you now, get off the island please I'm making waves in water, you're only breaking the surface of Sing it like a rock, no life preserver, you don't get no love Shark bait as you drown, now you're swimming with the fishies Arms crossed, head up, victory is fucking delicious You're all exaggerating if you think I'ma give up my throne I'll fight you to the death, forward tooth and nail Down to the bone, this goes out to all the people that doubted Said I couldn't do it, you ain't gonna 
make it in the fire You won't pull through it You're the Philippines to Mawashi Typhoon You planet of the apes style Go bananas while baboon You see I am a cool, calm, collected, humble Canuck But I'm telling you now Your opinion, I don't give a fuck Zero hour is coming, it's time to leave Pack your bags up, it's the dawn of a new eve No crying over spilled milk You ain't got time to grieve The game is done with you now Get off the island please It's mister, can't tell me nothing man Cause I don't wanna hear it You lost right out the gate This is a war of pure wit Can't quit like Shao Kahn I'ma suck the soul from your game Not any one of your fans Will even remember your name Leave you with no choice But to trick your ass in little skirts Go on your first date And it starts with little flirts Wake up hungover one morning Wondering why your ass hurts Think what you think you know I'm a sadistic bastard Zero hour is coming It's time to leave Pack your bags up It's the dawn of a new eve No crying over spilled milk You ain't got time to grieve The game is done with you now Get off the island please Zero hour is coming It's time to leave Pack your bags up It's the dawn of a new eve No crying over spilled milk You ain't got time to grieve The game is done with you now Get off my island please